Join culture creator Ramel Wallace, museum CEO Micah Parson, philanthropist Erwin Jacobs, and urban agriculturist Diane Moss on season two of Stop and Talk, a podcast about the future of the San Diego region. How can we create a vibrant region that celebrates our cultural richness and economic strength? Find out and hear other San Diego experts on Stop and Talk. Discover seasons one and two now at stopandtalkpodcast.com. That's stopandtalkpodcast.com. Big Slim has been singing and playing his guitar in Balboa Park for years. On good days, he makes a decent amount of money from people tossing tips into his jar. I, I do okay. It's not, it's not all about the tips, though. I, I like playing guitar. I've only been playing guitar a little bit over a couple of years, so. Okay. Uh, I've always sang, but this lets me do some stuff that I want to do. And Big Slim and most of the rest of the street performers or buskers at Balboa Park have to get permits to be there. On one Saturday morning every month, they show up at an administration building for a lottery system that determines who can perform in the park. The park only gives out a certain number of permits to each type of performer. They don't want too many balloon animal artists, sketch artists, or magicians in the park at any one time. And the permits musicians get spreads them throughout the park so they don't have to compete with one another's sounds. Some buskers like the permitting system. They say it keeps things organized. Big Slim tolerates it, but he also thinks it's unconstitutional. Yeah. I mean, come on, face it. It's, a, it's, re- it's restricting freedom of speech. The court system agrees. A federal court in Los Angeles ruled a law restricting buskers along the Venice Beach boardwalk was a clear violation of the First Amendment. In his ruling, the judge said the system did no better at managing conflicts between buskers than the old first-come, first-serve method. Slim thinks first-come, first-serve would work out just fine in Balboa Park. He's got a sort of survival-of-the-fittest idea about how that would play out. I figure, really, here's what they should do. Let everybody come out. The people who do what the people who come through the park like, if they do something that the people come through the park to like to hear or do or see or say, those are the people that will remain. The other people will give up after a while. My name is Robert Burns, spelled B-U-R-N-S, like Scotland's bard. And you're a lawyer and a bagpipe player. That's, that's correct. Best way to describe you? Yeah, I've got a lot of hot air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robert's Ocean Beach apartment doubles as his law office and music studio. Bagpipes are loud, though, so he likes to give his neighbors a break and head out to San Diego sidewalks to play outdoors. He also just enjoys sharing his music with unexpected passersby. I probably need to adjust the tuning a little bit. (laughs) 
One of Robert's favorite busking spots is downtown by Petco Park, especially when there's a game or special event that brings in a lot of foot traffic. Over the summer, though, he says he was told by a San Diego police officer that he couldn't play his bagpipe there. Robert says the officer cited a city ordinance that says in San Diego's ballpark district, no one can put on an exhibition, show, performance, lecture, or concert without written consent from the mayor. Robert says he has a few problems with that ordinance, mostly that it violates his free speech. But the other was there's that ordinance that says basically in the ballpark district, nobody can make any kind of noise, amplified or unamplified. Really? Any kind of noise. Oh, it's clearly unconstitutional. And Robert says he has no idea where the ballpark district begins and ends since he says he was across the street from the ballpark playing his bagpipe when the officer told him he couldn't. Uh, we've had police tell us across the uh, F Street, I think it is, which is, in my opinion, not ballpark grounds, that it was still ballpark grounds. And it's like, you know, just having it there is like a contaminant. Aside from the Balboa Park permitting system and the ballpark ordinance that Robert's having issues with, there's nothing concrete in the San Diego Municipal Code that directly regulates buskers. When they are outperforming, though, they are subject to the same laws as you and me and everyone else. They aren't allowed to block a sidewalk, for example, and they can't make loud noises after 10 p.m. or over a certain decibel at any time. But Robert says San Diego police officers essentially respond any time someone complains about a busker. They almost always chase them off, he says, either by writing a ticket or threatening one. They say any time a person makes a complaint, any time of the day, they're going to shut them down. After Robert's last confrontation with a police officer near Petco Park, he filed a complaint with the Citizens Law Enforcement Review Board, an independent oversight body that looks into complaints against county law enforcement officers. He hopes to convince city leaders to get rid of the ballpark ordinance and write a new busking ordinance, one that makes clear to officers what street performers can and can't I mean, do. My, my hope is, if I didn't take this up as an individual issue, maybe it'll be a catalyst for something getting done because something needs to be done. My brother lives, is an architect in New Orleans in the, in the Garden District. Culture is king there. Mm-hmm. Places with no culture are an insult to places like that. And what we have with the police department is, is stifling a culture. It's, it's an insult to San Diego. It's an insult to the tourists. But the police are kind of in there with generally no art, artistic um, sensibilities. sensitivity abilities or uh, uh, training or anything else. And I'm not faulting them for that. And then they have to deal with these lame ordinances. But, uh, you know, want to be able to have some semblance of, of reasonable recognition of busking in these ordinances. Just working, making roses, handing them out to people. For over 10 years, William Dorset has been setting up in the same spot in front of Anthony's Fiscrado restaurant on the Embarcadero, ripping up palm leaves and turning them into roses, crosses, scorpions, birds, and other miniature sculptures. He then hands them out for free to people walking by, hoping they'll kick him back a few bucks in return. Hello. Hi. Do you wanna, are you going to buy a rose? 
Did you pick out what you like? Drop it, you fill this fair in the basket. Okay, um, need to get a scorpion. Yeah. William also makes spray paint art, which he lays on the ground next to him and sells. Over the past few years, William has become one of the de facto leaders of the San Diego street performer community, in part because he started a Facebook group called San Diego Buskers. Now, when the entertainers get hassled in the city, they contact him. Then last year, a couple of different times, we got messed with. People just keep emailing me all the time. Hey, I get harassed, or I've been harassed. What can I do? Most buskers, when a police officer tells them to do something, they back down. They don't take it to court. They don't fight the, they don't go, go through the system. They don't do anything. Um, William has tried to do something about what he says is the inconsistent and unfair treatment of street performers by police officers. Four years ago, he and another local busker took their troubles to city council and then the mayor's office. Bob Vilner was the mayor at the time, and he actually did step in to help by issuing a letter, essentially a permission slip, to one busker in Ocean Beach who had been told by police he couldn't sell his handmade goods by setting up a booth near the seawall. William says when the mayor got involved, Voice of San Diego and other media reports about the issue resulted in relaxed policing for years after that. But he says things recently started getting bad again. He says his friend Silverman, a guy who covers himself in silver paint and pretends to be a statue only to move when passersby least expect it, got a $1,000 citation for performing in front of the convention center during Comic-Con last year. And William himself got a ticket last year at the Adams Avenue Street Fair. The ordinance the police officer cited was 22.4037, interfering with a special event. Both of those tickets are still working their way through the court system, but it's likely neither one will result in sweeping changes to how the city handles its street performers. William says most of the time the tickets end up getting thrown out by a judge who recognizes that their activities are protected by the First Amendment. William says he's tired of police officers using obscure city ordinances against street performers, and he doesn't think street performers should have to continue wasting their time in court. He says he wants change. A few weeks ago, William launched an online petition asking the city council to add a section to the city code that defines what buskers are and what they're allowed to do. So far, he's collected about 160 signatures. He says he plans to get as many signatures as he can, then he wants to take the petition, plus a group of local buskers, to the city council meeting on Tuesday, March 14th. We'll all come up before city council and give them the petition along with all the court cases so that they have fair warning that if they don't change the law, then I plan on seeking out counsel. If my, if my counsel won't handle it, I plan on finding some sort of counsel that will challenge their codes and put forth a lawsuit against the city because it... it 12 years I've been dealing with this myself, and I'm not the only busker here. I talked to civil rights attorney Chris Morris about William's plan. I wasn't able to record him for the podcast, but Chris has met with William and other buskers in the past. Plus, he worked for the city attorney's office for over a decade, so he's familiar with the issue. Chris said he doesn't think there's a consistent pattern of police harassment or illegal enforcement against buskers, so a lawsuit against the city at this point might be a long shot. He also said municipal code changes take a long time and are pretty unlikely to actually happen. 
Chris said the buskers would have better luck talking to the police legal advisor and asking the department to adopt a set of enforcement guidelines for buskers, something that could be handed out as part of the training manual so officers know what the rules are and what they can and can't enforce. I also ran the text of the ballpark district ordinance past Chris and asked him about the Balboa Park permitting system. He said both don't look like they pass constitutional muster. He says if the language in the ballpark ordinance or the Balboa Park permitting system was challenged in court, he doesn't think either would be upheld. Chris says when he's talked to buskers in the past, he tells them to get arrested. Seriously, he says if a busker without a permit got arrested in Balboa Park, that could likely end in a court case that would find the system unconstitutional. Another, less dramatic path, he says, would be if the city just stepped up, took a proactive approach, and did away with the permitting process. Neither the city or the police department, by the way, responded to requests for comments on this story. Balboa Park, I asked Big Slim if he'd be attending the March 14th city council meeting with the other buskers or signing the petition. Slim sat back, laughed a little, and told me he's not into that sort of thing. He did say, however, that he wished the city would loosen up and let street culture flourish. He says the permitting system is an unnecessary hurdle. It's just crazy. This is this, this a way to, I look at it as a way to cut back on the arts. This episode of Voice of San Diego's Culture Cast was written and produced by me, Kinsey Moreland. My man, Andrew Keats, edited the script and Tristan Loper mastered the show. If you like the podcast, please consider heading over to voiceofsandiego.org and hitting the donate button. And to be the super cool business that sponsors the show, email Erin, that's E-R-I-N, at vosd.org. Thanks for listening.